Oh shit! I started it. Hi. Oh. Hello. Oh my god! I didn't mean to do that. But <laughs> hello, my name is Seb. I'm Ari. And our guest today is Maddie. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Hello. And we we have something in common. Along with being <laughs> bisexual, we also all have social anxiety. <laughs> Oh yes, I was on the on the bisexual episode, and now I'm on the social anxiety episode. So yeah, check I'm it very, out. <laughs> check it out. I'm very excited. But uh, <laughs> so we thought we would talk about it today. <laughs> I really like yeah. your intro so far. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Sorry. I just kind of say whatever pops in my head. Sometimes they're awkward. But that's a part of social anxiety. anxiety. So today, <laughs> our first segment is awkwardness. Does anyone have an awkward story that came out of their social anxiety? I actually have a story literally just from yesterday. Please tell us about the story, Maddie. Okay, so <laughs> I had not been going to class for a little bit because of social anxiety. Our social anxiety. Today, yes. Um, and I went to class yesterday. And I left my jacket in class, and I had, like, the biggest, like, anxiety attack to go back to get my jacket. And then when I went back, the next class was already in there, and I was sitting in the middle <laughs> row, and I had to, like, scoot past people. Oh, I'm so and sorry. It was, I literally Ugh. wanted to die. I was, like, bright red. And I was, I'm like, so oh, I was, like, sweating. And I was, like, I just need my jacket. Oh, my god. And then this girl passed it to me, and then I was, like, hey. So then I had to scoot back out and then leave. <laughs> At least the prof wasn't in there yet, but... Oh, okay, that's good. It's it not was, in the middle of class. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> it was very scary. I'm sorry. I remember, I had a similar story. Do you know in the classroom buildings, those all those classrooms that look exactly the same? Yes. On the first floor? Yes. So I was in one of the classrooms there, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just, like, doing some notes before class. I'm relatively early, but then I realize as time's going by that none of my regular classmates are there. Oh, no. But um, they're one of this person that I knew from, like, years ago, I used to work with him, he was there, and I'm just like, oh, he's in this class. That's interesting. I never thought he would be in this class. Why is he? And I'm just thinking about that. And then I realize a different teacher walks in that's not mine, and I'm just like, <laughs> No, I I picked up my stuff and then I just went to the next the classroom literally right beside it. And I was like, this feels like my classroom. Okay. And so I, I sat down. But yeah, it was just super awkward because I was just staring at this guy and I was like, huh, it's interesting. That's hilarious. See, probably with like me and my social anxiety, I would have just said fuck it and stayed. Do you guys do you guys, do you guys let curse words be on your podcast what's the oh yeah yeah okay cool yeah i would have just said fuck it and stayed and been like okay i guess i'm in this class now class luckily hasn't hadn't quite started yet i was just like a minute like or like a minute until class which is very ironic because i was like i'm gonna be early today i kind of was but then i wasn't i don't know anyway that was, wasn't really a social anxiety story. It was just me being awkward. But. I mean, I feel like that could definitely be interpreted as a social anxiety story. I don't really know if I have much, like, awkward stories. Oh, I have so many. Uh, I'm just, I like, have, I'm, uh, yeah, I just, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's times when I feel awkward or have felt awkward, I guess, but I just, like, haven't done anything. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. my entire existence 
<laughs> is awkward. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> when I'm at school, I'm always like, everyone is staring at me and no one is staring at me. And I'm oh, yeah? like, literally, I'm walking down the hall and I'm like, everybody is looking at me right now. I'm being weird. Oh, and everyone's yeah. just like on their phones. I'm like, oh. And yeah. all you're doing is walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that though. Like my mom has social anxiety and she, one of the best advice I got in high school when that was like at its peak is not everyone is looking at you. Everyone's just too concerned with their own shit to even like care. Mm. That's something I figured out after my acid trip. Check Amazing. out our psychedelics episode. <laughs> Which episode is that? Our last one. Okay. Amazing. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elaborate. Uh, I don't know if I can. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to elaborate that. That's okay. My next. <laughs> should I go move on to my next question? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So when did you first learn that you had social anxiety? Recently. I didn't, I didn't tie it together. I knew I had anxiety. I didn't know what kind of anxiety I had. Um, and then I realized, you know, like I started talking to our mutual friend, for example, that we were talking about earlier. And um, I was, I was like, oh shit. I'm like, I do all of this. And she actually pointed it out to me. She was like, that's social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it? <laughs> is it? And then like, I just like, I sat with it and I'm like, I do have a lot of social anxiety. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing for like the past fucking month is trying to deal with my social anxiety. Have you ever like thought that you had it beforehand? But just I mean like know- like in passing thought. Mm, but mm-hmm. never really sat down with yeah, it. Yeah, I still need to like actually go get diagnosed and everything. Yeah, the diagnosis process uh, kinda sucked for me. I I don't wanna do it. I'll get I'll get to that. Uh-huh. How about you, Maddie? Oh, I was actually a year ago. Yeah, exactly a year ago. I was a waitress and I couldn't understand why I couldn't talk to tables. Mm -hmm. I literally could not understand. (laughs) And then I realized I've had social anxiety my whole life and just never known it. Oh, yeah. That actually kind of reminds me. So, yeah, no, I did. I did realize like years ago before I was like, like, I don't know in the workforce (laughs) that I had social anxiety and so I I got a retail job to deal with that because I like I used to literally I avoided people at like all costs I didn't want to talk to them at all Mm -hmm. so I like I forced myself to talk to people Mm -hmm. and even right now I'm kind of having to force myself no yeah same yeah but same (laughs) what about you Sab when did you realize I knew since I was a kid because my mom mm. had it, but she got diagnosed when she was in her thirties. So I think she really wanted me to know that, like, like this is like an issue that like more people than me just have. I'm not just weird. Mm. But she felt like that like her whole life. So I mean, like that makes sense. And so I, I knew from a young age. And then I got diagnosed by a doctor. A doctor. A doctor. I think at like sixteen. Yes. <laughs> and then I went on meds at, like, 19, I think. I have never been medicated for anything except a thyroid condition. Good for you. How no. <laughs> I probably should have been. How was your experience with that? With medication? Yeah. Um, I definitely, like, I'm on a very low dose right now just because my brain is still technically developing. Mm. So I don't, I want to get too reliant on it but I definitely do feel a like a shift in my mood when I'm not on it for a few days I get very anxious 
and then it kind of reminds me of how bad it can be when I'm not on it like I don't want to leave my house mm. which is like not great um but yeah but now I'm so it helps you know it's like that Pete Davidson like SNL script where it's like meds are great I love them take Oh, so he was talking about Kanye West and how he's oh like, my gosh. how Kanye was like, when I'm not on my meds, this is the real me talking right now. <laughs> and then Pete Davidson goes, well, imagine you're on a plane and your pilot goes on the speaker and he's like, just so you know, this is the real me flying today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's such a Kanye thing to say. That doesn't even surprise me. Yeah, so that's just what that reminds me of. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. Ari oh. is crying. <laughs> you guys should do like little visuals eventually. <laughs> People can match the reactions oh of the voices. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, if we oh, can ever find an animator or something. An animator. Yeah. No animator. <laughs> yes. But, um... She's crying. <laughs> she do be crying, though. Wow. Uh, only nine minutes in. This got emotional real quick. <laughs> I mean, it's oh a my pretty God. loaded topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Man, the system, though. The system. The system. Well, when you go to your doctor and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, if you want to be on medication, you got to go see like, a psychiatrist or someone so they mm-hmm. can, like, le- see if you actually do have this. Mm-hmm. And it was really kind of shitty. I had to wait there for about an hour, two hours. I was with my mom. And then I finally got in and she literally, like, was reading questions off paper and, like, checking it off. And she's like, why are you anxious? What are you embarrassed about? Like, kind of things like that. But, like... I don't know. It was very directly. It was like, why are you anxious? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes anxiety is just a feeling. There's like, yeah. Anxiety operates without logic. So when you ask someone, like, what are you anxious about? It's kind of like not always helpful. I know. I, I don't know. I was just, She was just checking it off a list. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I guess you have this. And then oh. she talked to my mom for a bit. I don't know. But. I used to deal with anxiety more so, like, social anxiety, but I think most of my experience has been with just, like, depression. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Well, here's my next question. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, boss. It is what it is. <laughs> My next question is, when you are feeling anxious, overwhelmed, or even depressed, what do you do to get through those moments in a healthy way? Ooh. In a healthy way. I would say doing the thing that scares you is the easiest way to start to overcome that anxiety because once you've done it and you're like, oh, this was actually easy, the next time you do it, you can, like, coach yourself through it. The first time it's going to be really, really hard, but it's like it becomes a stepping stone. Yes, I do believe that practice is key to exactly. overcoming social anxiety. From someone who didn't talk to anybody for years to now saying random shit in class just to get a fucking mark. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I saw a TikTok once about this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a TikTok once about this. It's almost like, it's kind of like exposure therapy. When you that's, yeah, that. that's kind of like 
but yeah, that's how I've been dealing with everything. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, okay, you got to do this. Yeah. So we're doing this. You know, it's good for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm I, like spoon feeding myself. I know. You know? Oh. <laughs> I kind of thought of the analogy the other day of like jumping off a diving board because when I was a little kid, I was so scared to jump off the, the diving board. And I wasn't going to pass my swimming test if I didn't, like, dive off the diving board. So what I would do is I would count to three, but go before three. Like, I would just force my body to go before three. So I'd be like, one, two, jump. And then I, my brain didn't have a chance to catch up to the fact that I was doing it. So I still do that when I'm really scared to say something or do something. I go, one, two, and then I do it. One, two. One, two. <laughs> That's cute. Like, Imagine hearing that in, like, the back of the class. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one, two. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, it, it, you're just running on adrenaline at that point, and your brain hasn't caught up with the fact that your body's doing it yet until you're halfway through, so. That makes sense. Yeah. I, um, I've gotten very used to talking in class. I think I can deal with people that I don't know super well a lot better. Yeah, I can too. Yeah, like, when I, when I, like, kind of know them, like, well, I mean, like, not so much anymore, but, like, in the more recent past, mm. not so much, like, years ago, but, like when I kind of know them, but, like, not really, then, like, I, I tend to overthink it more, but, like, not really so much now, because I'm, like, people don't care, but. <laughs> I feel like with your talking class stuff, it's almost, like, an ano anomaly, because you always tell me these stories of, like, I talked in class, and so-and-so, like, people, like, almost, like, try to start fights with you in class, and I feel like for most people, it's, like, you raise your hand and you're like, yeah, I think this. And then it's like silent in the class and the teacher's like anyone else and everyone else is like silent. Like, I feel like that's been my experience talking in class. And for you, like every time someone's like, no. That's not like, it's not like every time. Yeah. You know? No. There's, I just like. There's been a few teachers in high school. <laughs> a few, a few kids in a few classes. Not every class. <laughs> like, Not I, every class. I feel like for you, talking in class is, like, so different. Because, like, for me, anytime I talk in class, it's just, like, pin, pin drop silence. No, for me, too. I get that. I mean, like, most of my classes, though, especially, like, in university, you know, in high school, I was just angsty and wanted to argue <laughs> with people, you know? But, like, like, in university, a lot of my classes tend to be surrounding discussion. Mm, so yeah. I have, like, I have a lot of philosophy and, like, you have anthropology, too. Yeah. And then I also have, like, my justice studies courses and a whole bunch of other things. Film also is really, like, discussion-based. Like, right mm -hmm. now I have, like, this whole thing where we're learning about narratives and, like, storytelling and stuff. And so we have to watch, like, different movies and stuff and talk about it and then explain how it relates to, like, the part of the class. But even that is, like, like it's still theoretical because it's, like, how you interpreted the movie, you know? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of my classes, like, no one talks. Like, it's just silent. Yeah. I feel like, for me, a lot of my classes were like that, especially the larger 100 to 100 level classes. Mm -hmm. No one's going to fucking talk. That's so scary. But, yeah. like... <laughs> But, like, when I moved in my 300-level classes, and then we were in, like, literally one of my my environmental psychology class, the prof moved all, all our desks in a circle, and we literally just talked in a circle about articles and, like, theories and stuff. Nice. And it was pretty chill. And, like, we're, we're all, like, equally nervous, but we could kind of open up and have mm -hmm. that, like, shared experience. So it made it easier, in a way, to mm -hmm. know that, like, other people are feeling that way too and i think with social yeah. anxiety that's something you could really easily forget I, honestly go ahead i was just gonna say i can talk in front of big crowds if i know what i'm gonna say that's mm -hmm. true yeah. yeah 
Like, if I, like, if I already have it, like, planned out in my head, and, like, I actually know what I'm talking about, then I can talk about it, like, no problem. But if I'm, like, not fully, like, like, convinced on my point, yeah. then I can't. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. When I, when I was a kid, I had this weird thing where, like, I could not present in front of a class if it was my own work. Like, I was so nervous. But if it was, like, someone else's work or rereading something, I would be totally fine. I'd even give them accents and stuff. Accents. <laughs> People I are like, that. "Why? where did that Italian accent come from? I was, like, in third grade. <laughs> you just I just, you know, it was fun. <laughs> I love that. What yeah. were you going to say before? Oh, yes. I was just thinking, um, I think, honestly, in our generation, it's, like, a lot more common to be socially anxious. Like, I feel like everyone I know has some sort of social anxiety, whether it's, like, more severe or, like, fairly mild. But I feel like when you're interacting with new people, almost just, like, assume they that they have social anxiety. Because it's, like, I hate when people are like, why aren't you talking? It's like, well, maybe they're just anxious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I find that, like, if you're, like, really quiet, people tend to think you're judgmental. Yes. And, like, I just don't understand because, like, I mean, you know, I do have resting bitch face, but that's just my face. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. It's also, like, the other person's perception. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, why would you think I'm judging you? If you think I'm judging you, then you judge other people, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. I think, like, that is to a degree, too. I think lots of people feel very traumatized by past bullying or things like that so they get they second guess things like that well to a degree but at the same time like anything that you perceive in another person is also just a dejected quality of yourself so if you perceive somebody as judgmental then you're also judgmental in some capacity in your life and you're just not realizing it uh yeah i Mm -hmm. do think that to a degree yeah for sure I do think that to a degree. Like, I've dealt with past bullying. I know you have, and that's yeah. what you're referring to right now. Well, but like, no, not necessarily. But, but, like, at the same time, with bullying and everything, like, that's not really an excuse. It's just, like, like, at, like yes, yes, I understand that, like, social anxiety is a result of that, and people repeat patterns and stuff. But, like, um, you know... That's just the reason for you repeating a pattern and for you being judgmental in your own life. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not it's not the action itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think also if you see someone who's really quiet, you have the opportunity to like take that person kind of under your wing and be like, hey, like, I know some people here. You don't let me introduce you to people or you can just be like, oh, they're stuck up. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe yeah. give them a chance to get out of their shell and then mm-hmm. yeah. see if you like it or not. See what they're like. Mm-hmm. when they're not kind of the ones hanging out in the corner <laughs> like bring yeah. them into the center and then see what they're like for yourself yeah mm-hmm. I definitely appreciated that when I was like growing up very shy I appreciated the extroverts that mm-hmm. took me under their wing mm-hmm. you know <laughs> every socially anxious person needs a good extroverted friend hell yeah 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 it's very take some pressure off <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah exactly oh well does anyone have any last thoughts about this to- topic i don't know i mean like not really i um hmm. i hmm. 
I think social anxiety can show up in other ways, too. Like, also mm-hmm. in, like, your relationships with people and, like, interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. Not even just, like, like with people you barely know or people that, like, you don't know at all. Mm-hmm. I think it can also just show up in, like, thought patterns. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Well, I've been, like, kind of, I've been doing, like, a lot of just work on my own social anxiety over the past month because, like... I need to, <laughs> and, um, I just, like, you know, there's a lot of things, like, just with, like, interpersonal relationships that I've noticed in my own thought patterns, where I'm, like, okay, well, like, why does this make me anxious, and it's mm-hmm. because it's, like, it's a social aspect still, Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm fully making sense. No, no I, I understand, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I get that, too, it's, it's, I remember, like, growing up being, like, oh, my friends hate me. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like when i was in elementary school being like oh I, I, they just they think i'm annoying i don't know blah, i think blah. it can also just be like being like overly conscious of your own actions you know yeah. especially in public i find that's kind of a thing with myself like mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm like okay oh, okay you know what's actually a really big thing for me i like i don't know why i have this thing like it like i said it's social anxiety this is why i'm working on it though i have such a huge thing about just like being perceived by people Mm -hmm. like the fact that like people can form their own opinions and Mm -hmm. like like actually like see me from like a 3d perspective like i don't like that you know i I completely (laughs) understand that i think um being aware of how you're perceived Mm -hmm. is really frightening because it's like I don't know it's like you can get so in your head about that well oh, yeah that there's this book called like what pe- what people's opinions of me is none of my business or something and like i fully like agree by that but like you can't help but wonder exactly. right yeah. and like you know i don't want to wonder so i'm <laughs> trying not to mm-hmm. i'm yeah. trying not to <laughs> yeah i get anxiety thinking like someone thinks i'm like a bad person or something mm-hmm. and i'm like oh no what if i've gotten kind of used to being the villain i'm not gonna lie i am i you know sometimes you just really have to do what's best for you and i think Mm -hmm. there is a way to do that while being considerate of other people but especially if that person's not considerate of you you are totally allowed to just not be not be like a total bitch and like sabotage them or anything (laughs) but proportional punishment Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) i've kind of done the same thing but both like embarrassing myself and not caring because I remember growing up, I I was so embarrassed, like, about everything I did. And I was, and then now, I just, like, I do sh- stupid shit just to get people's reactions. Just to see <laughs> how they'll see react. Paying attention. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, like, I feel like I've evolved in that aspect, for sure. That's good. I feel like, for me, with the perception thing, um, I become very aware that I'm perceived directly opposite to how I am like say if like I was like my hair is blue I'm perceived as like her hair is blonde like that's just like an example but like or I guess an allegory would be the right word but it's like exactly who I am is perceived directly opposite and I've had to learn how to not have to prove myself be like but no I'm the opposite of exactly what you think and to just be like okay yeah yeah that's kind of what I'm talking about you Mm -hmm. know like especially when people don't know the full situation you Mm -hmm. know like what are you gonna do explain it to them no (laughs) why would you do that unless they actually come to you and are like hey what's this about then like you don't 
you don't gotta do anything exactly you know you just gotta like move on for your own mental state well and also i don't know if that's really like fully nailing my point it's just like you know like i think like i said like you can respect people and you can definitely deal with conflict in a really respectful way Mm -hmm. but if people like if people at the end of the day are like, oh, you're a bad person because of this, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you can like choose to like accept that label or you can choose to just be better in your actions and not accept that label. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, like, you know who you are, you know? So if somebody's calling you a bad person, it's like, like, do you feel like a bad person? You know, do your actions line up with you being a bad person? I think I think you can be inconsiderate or you can be like um like unempathetic or anything anything like that but I don't necessarily think anybody's a bad person I just think mm-hmm. people have different levels of maturity and they make decisions based on that maturity. And, no, totally. Mm-hmm. I wish more people thought like that. I, <laughs> I totally agree. I think also with what you were saying about how you don't need to prove it to them unless mm-hmm. someone's literally like what is this about and even then you still don't. But, like, every single person has some kind of backstory that we know nothing about. So, it's like, why are we just walking around being like, here's a label, here's a label, totally. here's a label. And, like, you know, I used to be so bad for that. And, like, I think part of that was really, like, like I was super critical of myself. So, like, as a result, I, like, focused on other people's flaws a lot. Mm. And, like, if they negatively affected me, that would be, like, almost the only thing that I attributed to them. Because I had, like, really black and white thinking about it. Which apparently is a symptom of ADHD in women. So Really? Yeah, apparently. So, like, this is what I'm saying. I need to go, like, actually figure out some things. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, you know. But that's been a thing that, like, I've really had to get yeah. better about. You know, I think, I think at the end of the day, it's just kind of, like, bringing everything to kind of, like, a neutral Mm-hmm. and like like not having like fully fully like this side is bad this side is good it's like understanding everyone deserves autonomy benevolence and you know just the ability to do what they want within reason totally it's being the observer in your own life yes instead of actually i learned this from my therapist when we're in fight or flight situations, we go limbic, so we're not in our prefrontal cortex mm. anymore. And so when you're like, why did I do this thing that's nothing like me? It's because you've gone limbic and you're just like functioning on autopilot. Oh, wow. And to bring yourself back to prefrontal cortex, you can learn all these kinds of like nervous system exercises you can actually do in the moment when you notice you're limbic. Like so, what? Because I need to know for what, for my some aspects in my job that I'll will, get into later. <laughs> I will fully show you a bunch. I can find diagrams. But uh, for the listeners, one good thing you can do is like bring your head to one shoulder and then look in the corner, the top corner, and then look in the bottom corner, and then repeat it on the other side, just like really slowly. And it brings you back to prefrontal cortex and you can observe the situation instead of just reacting. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to try that. In my next stressful situation at work. I've done it. It really, really helps. Cool beans. (laughs) One thing about social anxiety that I don't know if y'all have experienced, but I've heavily experienced growing up, is um, sweating excessively. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Oh, man. But I do it out of one armpit for some fucking reason. (laughs) And that made me sweat even more. 
and oh it, i had some and farting mm. <laughs> i get gassy as fuck when i'm nervous oh my gosh <laughs> like my first singing lesson i've ever had i went down to our basement that was all cement oh, and no. then i'm singing and i go Ooh, and then a big <laughs> a big fucking fart echoes off the walls i i love that for you <laughs> and so there are some aspects to social anxiety i will discuss that's <laughs> <laughs> my parts see like for me my hands always sweat and then like every time i'm writing a test my hands start sweating and then they start sweating through the paper because mm. i'm like i have my hand on the paper to write so what I do for test now is I always wear really long sleeves and I put my hands in my sleeves and then I just write with my like fingers sticking out of the sleeve. Nice. <laughs> Man, I do got some test anxiety though, which is no good. Oh yeah. Which is no good. Do the do the 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 shoulder thing. <laughs> oh my god, I imagine in the middle of a test I'm just like <laughs> doing that thing. People see that's why it's like there's some um exercises that look a little odd to do in public but that's one where like no one will no one will notice i've literally done it in front of people because it just looks like you're stretching your neck or like cracking so your don't neck. do it like the girl from don't the exorcist twitch. like that's no. why <laughs> no you're supposed to do it really slow like you're supposed to okay. just like lay your head on your shoulder and then look at the top corner and look at the bottom corner and honestly it'll just look like you're stretching interesting yeah there you go boys and girls <laughs> and cowboys do that, do that in and your cowboys do gender that in neutral terms <laughs> pronouns yeehaw <laughs> the rhinestone cowboys especially yes okay. okay well i think that's good we should wrap it up kids yeah i have nothing left to say on it me neither don't be anxious most people are good <laughs> don't be anxious most people are anxious <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, try, to, try to go prefrontal cortex as much as you can. Yep. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>